episode number 74. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast, where you'll laugh, empathize, and learn how to turn your stuck spots into sources for energy and positive change. And now your host, the creator of the Stuck Method, Shira Taylor-Gura. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you for joining me today. So in last week's episode, I shared with you that I had some very exciting news, but that I was going to defer this episode to this week because I really wanted to be present to what was going on in my life last week, and I wanted to share my unstuck process with you. So here we are this week, and what is the exciting news? Well, you'll hear all about it towards the end of the episode, but the story that I'm going to share with you now directly relates to the exciting news. Okay, so what's the story? Well, in episode number 37, I spoke about the importance of finding a coach. In fact, I am in the midst right now of offering the first round of the Stuck Coaching Certification Program. And just last night, we met online for another session. And during that session, I spoke about the importance of having a coach, even if you are or you are becoming a coach yourself. I am a really big believer in having a coach. I believe coaches can help direct you. They can help you find your focus. They can move you forward when otherwise you may be feeling held back for whatever reason. And coaches can help you see different perspectives that you just can't see yourself, either because you are too involved in your situation or because you just have less experience in whatever your situation may be. So anyway, I spoke about this in episode number 37, and the irony, of course, was that the coach that I'm working with now, her name is Sarah, was actually someone that I would consider my first real coach. You see, I never really appreciated the value of having a coach until I actually had one. I mean, I knew the value of having a coach because... This is one of the services that I offer to people, right? I'm their coach. And yet I never really understood the value of being on the other end of that relationship. So anyway, I'm not going to rehash that entire episode, but I did want to mention something that happened in our first coaching session, which was about maybe nine months ago at this point. So I met with Sarah And the truth of the matter is, I really didn't know much about her. I was actively looking for a coach at the same time that I saw an ad of hers on Facebook. And so I reached out to her and we scheduled a time to meet in person for a 90-minute strategy session. Now, I was a little nervous to meet with her because, I mean, I wasn't really nervous, like I wasn't shy. But I was nervous, like, you know, could I trust this person? 
I was paying a lot of money for that one session, and I wanted to be sure that she was going to deliver and that I would really receive enough in that one session to be able to have an action plan for the next three months. And so in that session, Sarah reviewed what I had been doing up until then in my business, what I had been selling, how many people I had been working with, um, what of my retreats look like, things like that. One of the greatest things about my sessions with Sarah is that we live like 15 minutes away from each other. So we actually get to meet in person at a cafe, which is just almost unheard of in the online world that we live in today. So anyway, we were speaking for a while, and then she asked to look at my website. Now, I was really proud of the website that I had built. I mean, I didn't I didn't build the website on my own, but you know what I mean. And I was proud because it was clean, it was clear. I had tons of endorsements on it from reputable people from around the world for my book. I had a lot of testimonials. I had a lot of social proof. And I, th- I think overall, my website made a really good impression on people when they came to visit it for the first time. So I was like totally expecting Sarah to remark on how beautiful and how user-friendly my website was. But she didn't. You know what she said to me? She said, you know what, Shira, your website needs a little loving. (laughs) And I was like, what? I, I was like frozen when she said that. I, I was certain that I did not hear her correctly. Did she just say what I thought she just said? No, like there's no way that she just told me that my website needed a little loving, right? So I said, I said, what, what, what do you mean? And she responded, you know, you really could improve upon your website. Here, take a look. And then she proceeded to show me some examples of other people's websites, which to her credit, they did look different from mine. And it's not to say that they were prettier, but the structure of their websites was different. And they, they had more availabilities for people to take advantage of the free offerings that they, were, that they had on their website. And you know what? They were overall a lot more user-friendly and and very like direct and very specific about what that person was selling and how they could help their potential client. And I was like, this is what I need to work on? And Sarah very gently responded, no, not now, but in time, you really may want to revisit your website. And I guess, I don't know, I guess I felt hurt in a way and surprised and overwhelmed because I knew that I would have a lot more things to do in the next three months before I would meet with Sarah again. And I didn't feel like I had the time or the energy to create a new website, nor to be honest, did I really have the desire to do so. And I kind of felt like disenchanted. I felt defeated even before we began And that was not the feeling I was expecting to have from my first coaching session with Sarah at all. But I didn't say anything to her in that moment, even though my gut reaction was like, I just wanted to cry. (laughs) 
And then the 90-minute session ended in a flash, and when I got home, I started to put our meeting into an organized to-do list, and I felt pretty emotional. And I really had to choose, like, do I want to work with someone who is going to make me feel emotional, or should I tell her from the get-go that this may not be a good fit? But I didn't want to make that rash decision, and I also knew that, you know, I was just probably feeling stuck. So I chose to take out my notebook and process through this situation. So S, I took a stop. I didn't continue thinking about the situation. I didn't try to make myself right, or I didn't try to make Sarah wrong. I just took a breath and I just got present. T, I told myself that I was stuck on confusion and maybe sadness and and probably desire. You, what thoughts did I uncover? Well, why was I feeling confusion? Because I believed that I had a great website. And why should she comment on it if it was great, right? But then I stopped and I asked myself, do you have a great website? (laughs) And I honestly answered, no, especially after looking at the other websites that Sarah showed me. I also believed that my website was functioning well, so why would I change it? And then I asked myself, is it functioning well? Do you know that for sure? And the truth of the matter is, I realized that it probably could be functioning a lot better than it was. Now, why was I feeling sad? I guess I believed that I wanted this to feel like a perfect fit, right? Like working with Sarah and now I'm not sure. Now, is that 100% true that it's not a perfect fit? How would I know, right? It was like our first session and I was just feeling emotional, So Sarah might be like the best coach in the world. Just because I'm feeling emotional doesn't mean it's not a perfect fit. I also believe that Sarah was probably going to give me much more work than I could handle. Now, was that true that she was going to give me more work than I could handle? Did I know that for sure? No, of course not. We were just beginning, right? And then why did I say that I was stuck on desire? Probably because I believed that my coach, whoever my coach is going to be, that person needs to love everything I do. Everything I like put out into the world, every idea, everything that I think about, my coach needs to love it, right? And be behind me and support me. Now, is that true? No, of course that's not true because I don't always have amazing thoughts, right? I don't always have the best ideas in the world, even though maybe I think I do. I don't. And you know what? At that point, I realized my thoughts were a little bit faulty, right? They weren't 100% true by any means. So what was I able to consider? I considered that maybe Sarah had a point about my website being not so up to date and that I could be improving it. I mean, she knows way more than I do when it comes to marketing and business, which is why I was hiring her in the first place, right? 
And I also considered that if the website wasn't an issue, she wouldn't have said anything, right? (laughs) I considered that I hired her to challenge me and she was challenging me. So I considered that's actually a good thing because I don't want a coach who isn't going to challenge me. I considered that I didn't even have a logo on my website. I had a website, right? And I had a title at the top of the website, which said the stuck method, but I never had a logo. I never hired a graphic designer to create a logo for the business. And I considered, you know what? It was about time that I get one. I considered that this could be a project that I do over time, not necessarily in like a week's time, which is what happened. And interestingly, over time, what happened is that I came up with another consideration that I totally hadn't thought of, which was that I could consider rebranding. And I'll talk about that in a second and how that can relate to you and your life, even if you're not in business. But I just wanted to say that after I processed through this, of course, I felt so much better. It was so clear to me that I wanted to continue working with Sarah as my coach. And now looking back over the past nine months, I feel like that was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my business, hiring Sarah. And I'm so glad that I processed through that stuck spot when I did, because had I not, perhaps I would have just stopped the relationship like right then and there, right? Thank goodness that I used the stuck method. And then of course, yes, I used K. I told myself that it was okay that I got stuck in the first place. So what's the exciting news, if you haven't figured it out by now, is that I rebranded. And I now have a new website. Up until now, my website and my business was called The Stuck Method because that's what this is all about. And that's what I'm teaching. And that's what I speak about all the time. But after a lot of contemplation and consulting with some other people, I realized that I wanted to rebrand and turn the business and the website into my name, Shira Gura. So the business would be Shiragura, getting unstuck with the stuck method, which I have to say felt really uncomfortable at first. (laughs) I mean, I really had to sit with this for a while to see how it felt, you know, to change things around like that. And that was something I also had to process through, believe it or not, because I had thoughts like, who am I? to be using my name as my business or as the name of the website, even though, you know, like a zillion bajillion people around the world use their names for their business and their websites. But still, I was like, who am I to do that, right? Anyway, so I got unstuck from that too. And I felt really, really good with the decision. And I've basically stepped into my name for probably like the first time in my life. I mean, my whole life, I was actually Shira Taylor. That's how I was born and raised. And then I got married and I became Shira Taylor Gura. And then I moved to Israel and people really were only calling me by Shira Gura. But I never really, I don't know, I never really took that name on. I don't know how to explain it, but up until now, 
because now it was like an active choice. It wasn't because I got married and it wasn't because I moved to Israel and it wasn't because what other people were calling me. It was because this was the name that I wanted to call myself and it was the name that I want for my business and for the website. And so I have a logo, which you can find on the website. And I have three free offerings on my website, one of which, by the way, is my book, which I didn't even have on my old website. And my Facebook page has a new name, which is called Shira Gura, Getting Unstuck with the Stuck Method. And I even have a new email address, Shira at shiragura.com. And it's really exciting. It's exciting on a lot of levels, but probably the most important thing is that when people visit my website for the first time, they're going to be able to engage with me in a number of different ways, which people hadn't been able to do on my old website. And that's really the point of the website, right? Is to get people to learn about you and to learn about the method and to take a free training and to read the book and to be able to hang the free guide in their house. Like all of these things, which I wasn't even offering on my old website. So I invite you to check it out, shiragura.com, grab the free guide, grab the free training, grab the free book. All you need to do is pay for shipping and handling and let me know what you think. Now, before I sign off, I'd like to ask you, where in your life can you consider rebranding? Now, I know not everyone listening to this podcast is in business. I understand that. But actually, I'm not even referring to business necessarily. I'm referring to the habits and patterns that we unconsciously get into, which keeps us from not evolving the way that we potentially could. Like, let me offer some examples. You may see yourself or you may tell yourself that you are, um, you're an emotional eater. Okay. Just for an example, Uh, this is something that you tell yourself, right? Like the reason that you're overweight is because you eat too much and you eat too much because you are an emotional eater, right? You're emotional when you eat. So you could consider rebranding yourself by saying something else about yourself or, you know, by taking a class or by getting a coach so that you can become someone who does not emotionally overeat, right? We reinforce our habits and our patterns when we continue to tell ourselves the same stories about ourselves. So let's take another example. Maybe you are an anxious person. Maybe you have a lot of anxiety in your life and you're aware of that. You could rebrand yourself. You could become a different person. It is possible to get unstuck from anxiety. Again, you may need to get a coach or read a book or take a course or something, but you can rebrand yourself if you want. Maybe you grew up in a home with parents who are prejudiced or racists. And because of growing up in that home, you have formed opinions similar to your parents. 
Maybe you have a lot of hate inside of you. You can rebrand yourself. It is possible. Maybe you are not an early riser. Maybe you hate the mornings. Maybe that's the story that you keep telling yourself. And maybe that's what's holding you back in your life because you don't have time for anything because you're not taking advantage of the time that you could take advantage of in the morning. If you wanted, you could rebrand yourself as someone who is an early riser and as someone who loves the morning. It could be any or all of the above. Really, whatever you want to be in this world, you can. You may need to do a little mindset work, which is what the stuck method is all about, and it's available to you. And it may not necessarily be comfortable to process through it, but if you can get through the discomfort of the change, just like I did with stepping into my name, well, the sky is the limit with how much you can grow and change and evolve and become the best version of yourself that you want to become. You do not have to live in habits and patterns. You really don't. We do, right? All of the time because, well, because we're like half asleep in this world and because it's easy and because we tend to not want to challenge ourselves because when we challenge ourselves, that's uncomfortable. But staying comfortable is not going to get you very far. If you are looking for self-growth and happiness and freedom, it's actually being uncomfortable, which is going to force you to stretch your limits. And that is what is going to take you to different places. I know it's not easy, but it's possible. And if you do it, it's awesome. So I would love to hear from you if you are thinking about rebranding yourself. I would be so curious to hear how you want to rebrand yourself. And if you do, I would love to hear how that process went for you. You can actually leave a comment on the episode on my new website, and I will respond to you. I'll leave that link in the show notes so that you can click it right away and leave a comment for me. It would be great if you could, and I would really love to hear from you. Okay, my dear friends, so that is it for today's episode. Please do check out my website. And as always, I look forward to getting unstuck with you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Getting Unstuck podcast. For more information on programs, workshops, and retreats, check out our website, www.shiragura.com.